You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Mtunuwatu. This is a bi-weekly production where we discuss social justice, religion, humanity, and culture. Mtunuwatu is a Swahili proverb that means a person is people, the proverb is used in Africa to remind people of the importance of teamwork because individually we are weak, but together we are strong. Welcome. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, welcome to Mtunuwatu. And uh, we have a really, really important <coughs> topic to uh, talk about today. And uh, before I introduce the topic, I just want to say thank you, Christina. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Amanda, for joining uh, this discussion today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hi. Hi. All right. So today we want to talk about uh, uh, the process of healing. You know, we all have issues that we deal with in our lives and healing is just one of those processes and some of the things that we as human beings um, have to go through or have to deal with to move on in life and to move, to move, to move on with our lives. And uh, we sometimes forget about it and sometimes, uh, you know, just pretend it's not there, that, the, that we don't need a healing, we're good. But the truth is, like, we all have a something. Uh, every human being has something that they deal with and um, they would love a healing and they would love to get through them, through it, to be able to survive and have a good life. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just ask everyone uh, a question uh, my first question, and just to see what everyone thinks. Is it necessary to heal to move forward in life? And uh, anybody that wants to just jump on it and try to answer, that will be good. Is it necessary to heal to be able to move on with your life? Well, I would say that it's very necessary to heal in order to move on because if you keep holding on and you keep leaving things without really taking care of it, then it just all comes to ruins later on. And you won't be able to move past things and you won't be able to keep relationships and you won't be able to do much of anything because you have built up a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Yeah, healing is a really huge step 
to overcoming whatever it is that you're going through in life. There's no way for you to move forward in life to achieve all that you want to achieve if you don't heal whatever wounds that you're carrying or past um, baggage or um, burdens that you're still carrying. So it's really important to heal first, figure out what it, what is it that's preventing you from reaching your full potential and try to overcome that situation in particular. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, some of our wounds, we get so used to them and they're kind of almost comfortable mm-hmm. that um, we don't even realize how they are affecting our current state and our future. Yeah. So it's really important to heal from them. Awesome. So depending on what you're healing from, uh, it could be trust, uh, could be betrayal, mm-hmm. abandonment, uh, physical, emotional, and mental. So uh, is it a gradual process or can it happen overnight? It's a gradual process, I believe. It's mm. not something that can happen right away. You can just say, let's say, like you decided, you you decide to make the step that you you know you want to heal or you want to move past um, all the struggles that you've been through. And so you can't just say that and accept let, and expect like you wake up the next morning and like all your problems go away. No, it's like it takes a long time and it's a it's a long process that you have to go through to be able to heal those wounds to be able to heal um to move past whatever circumstances you went through so it's a gradual process and it's a lot sometimes it can be a very hard and long process for you to get through that Hmm. yeah yeah it is a very gradual process Mm -hmm. and there are some wounds that we don't even know are there Mm -hmm. and so if no one like I like if you were to go into like a therapist office and you're talking to someone, there are things that come up that you didn't even yeah. know that they were there in the first place, like some hurt that you held on to that you didn't even think you were taught you were thinking about or you had any involvement in, and then it comes up. Mm-hmm. So it does take time to heal, and it does take like the right resources, the right things, you know, in your life in order to get to get past those things yeah Yeah. so it's a it's very much a process that's great i agree i i think the individual steps like the realization moments i think those can be pretty fast like oh i i need help in this but then the actual um reprogramming that has to take place Mm -hmm. in that in that process um that's a that's a long time sometimes yeah so i know you uh christine and uh and maria you guys are involved in uh um you know uh medical uh, field you guys are you work in the medical field Mm -hmm. so uh, you understand the physical healing process yeah and as in a person getting cut or has a wound Mm -hmm. uh, what are the steps that the body has to take to get a to get that wound to heal up so um there is like a four phases to wound healing Mm -hmm. so with those four phases um first one is like hemostasis where you know you get the cut and immediately your body rushes to try and um like let's say you're bleeding so you get the cut and immediately your body creates these um uh coagulants um properties Mm -hmm. and clots Mm -hmm. so then you're not bleeding and then there's another part there's inflammation happens where blood is rushing through we're trying to get the right you know, the right team, like the white blood cells to come in, prevent infection, fight off any bad that might have gotten in once you got the cut. 
and so you get you know it looks bad but it's healing mm-hmm. and then you get to another process uh, another step in which um Um, your body is trying to fix itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those the inflammation happens and then your body tries to come back and create, you know, there's uh, fibers that come in and collagen and stuff and they start going through that wound. And that is, it can happen like that when you have the right thing. Mm-hmm. So you're, there's a balance with your fluids and your electrolytes and there's a balance with your um, nutrition. Nutrition is very important to heal. All those vitamin A, vitamin K, you need all those stuff in order to help because they create those collagens. They create those things so that it helps to heal that wound. Yeah. And and the right fluids, of course, you need that water. So that is saying that everything happens correctly. Yeah. So sometimes there could be infection. So then you have to fight through that. Mm-hmm. So changing changing the dressing on the wound also making sure that it you know not infected yeah. no yeah. no clots no things like that so. Mm-hmm. so is it is it is this process uh starts is it from inside out or outside in or both it starts from the um inside like the, so healing, the body the healing stage you start healing from the from inside, the inside. inside. Mm-hmm. okay and then it comes outside yeah mm-hmm. and then you see it on the outside and, and can somebody say could that happen both both ways that you start healing from the top and and all oh, and they also healing from the bottom from the inside it, that's not a, something that can happen no because on the outside you have the environment and the environment isn't safe so there's infection that could get into that so the body starts healing from the inside uh-huh. covers your wound mm-hmm. And then it goes on from there. So I don't think it could happen from the outside. So all of the tissues on the inside, it's try, it, like let's say you have an open wound. Everything starts happening on the inside. So things are starting to close and close and close and close. Mm-hmm. If you don't take care of that wound, of course, some stuff is going to happen. And then that wound is going to be open again. Yeah. Like you, Christina was saying, infections. It happens. Mm-hmm. So healing starts from the inside. Just like a wound uh, heals, it starts from the inside and then that's when you start seeing on the, on the outside, you start because seeing the progress of how the wound is closing. Yeah, because your yeah. body needs to fight from the outside. Your yeah. immunity is on the inside, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, when you get a cut, you know, there might have been some pathogens that might have gotten through. Mm-hmm. So first you need to bring, so with, it's a cut, so you're going to bleed. So we need forces that are going to come in and stop that bleeding first. Yeah. And then... After that, we need that inflammation. So the um, that's why your your wounds are like red, swollen. Mm-hmm. It's really hot there because all these your blood uh, vessels have dilated. You so we're bringing in all these forces, these mm-hmm. white blood cells to come in, mm-hmm. fight off the pathog- any pathogens that might have come in. So that's a process that needs to happen from the inside because that's where your immunity is and that's where you you know, you can stop the clotting and stuff and, and do all that. Yeah. So from the outside There's that no wouldn't way. that wouldn't be possible. Yeah. Okay. So why is there like <clears throat> what's the purpose of the dressing then? Just to protect the healing wall mm-hmm. and to protect it and to keep it um moistured uh Need, needing moisture and you know keep it away from the environment yeah 
Mm-hmm. And then so changing say, that dressing, what happens to the dressing that it needs to be changed? So if you Drain leave it. a dressing for like a long time and you just let it sit there, like that also can create a certain amount of infection to get inside the body. So the more you change the dressing, the better the wound heals. Yeah, yeah and so with the um, dressing changes... It's because it's either the dressing is soiled Mm -hmm. or you need to change it because you need to go in and clean that wound, Mm -hmm. uh, make sure it's clean so that you're helping your body try to, you know, fight it. So you're making sure that no other infection tries to get in there because if more infection comes in, then um, there's like an exaggerated inflammation, which then can cause more problems. Yeah. Yeah. So can you guys do a a parallel uh, between the physical healing of a wound and then the emotional and mental healing process? What is the parallel between those two? That is a very interesting question. And when you brought up the uh, question about the medical aspects of the wound healing, I immediately thought about that because, uh, first of all, it's a process. So healing emotionally and healing physically, it all it's a process. And there are some things that play into that process, like if the wound reopens. So if you go through another traumatic experience and then or you go through something else that reminds you of that uh, traumatic experience, so then the wound is open again. Or if you let in negativity, then you're letting in infection. So you need to go from within and start battling those emotion those those traumatic experiences which is hard um and then you start to heal because uh, like i said in the beginning there are some wounds that you don't even know are there so if you go in from the inside and you start helping yourself heal then you know it goes on from there mm-hmm. so that's that's an interesting interesting point yeah just like how if you get if you get a cut and you want it to heal fast, it's easy to say like you know I want this I want this wound to be closed I want this you know I want this wound not to be on my skin or something like that. So it's easier to say, but to actually take care of that wound and making sure that it goes into the right healing process that takes time. The same way it comes to like healing, you know, you as a person, it takes a long time for you to be able to heal and to be able to do that. You have to really start from the inside. What's the cause of what, 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 what trauma did you go, did you go to that's preventing you from, you know, moving forward, like moving forward, like when it comes to healing, like what is it? So you really have to look from within and attack whatever issue that you're dealing with, whatever it is that is preventing you from moving forward in life, whatever it is, you have to be able to confront it and find a way to be able to heal from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Fighting away those pathogens, yeah. those people or those uh, situations or those things that you found yourself mm-hmm. in that are not going to help you yeah. heal. You're fighting away those things and you're changing those dressings. Mm-hmm. So you're changing your environment. You're changing th- what you choose to listen to because you know yeah. that you need to start healing from the inside. Yeah, and just like how you need like medication to be able to, you know, help the wound heal you also need to find like people that's going to help you get through the certain situation like i know us you know being christians like we have you know we go to god and and you know he's a huge 
he's a huge help when it comes, you know, healing Mm -hmm. in general. So, you know, you go to him and you pray and you ask him to help you heal. That's the same way when it comes to a wound that you have all this certain amount of medication, just like you were saying, dressing and all that stuff to help the wound heal. The same way we, you know, we need to go before God and ask him to help us heal whatever wounds that we're carrying, whatever baggage that we're carrying, like take it before him and ask him to, you know, to help you with the process of healing. And also like people that you trust, you can go to them and talk to them like and get to the sources of why why am I dealing with this why do I feel a certain way why do I feel like this why do I feel like you know I'm not enough or what do I feel like um people are leaving me or whatever it is that you're going through like approach people that you trust go to those people and talk to them like there is there's a there's a healing that comes when you talk to people like you don't you don't really notice you don't really notice it but the more you talk to the people that you trust the more you talk about the certain situation, more things starts to come out of the surface. Things that you, like Christina was saying, things that you don't even realize, you know, that mm-hmm. you are hurting from. But when you talk to people that you trust, people that, you know, you know that they're not going to judge you, whatever situation that you're going through, the more you talk about it, the more you start to heal. I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> that's what I think. And it's needing those things because yeah. the physical uh, wound, you need to have nutrition and you need to have hydration and you need to have all these balances you need to have the right things for the proper healing movement and mm-hmm. blood circulation and proper tissue perfusion but we need those things has with emotional healing as well we need god who provides a lot of things and then you need guidance from people that also provide more things and you know changing your situations and changing the environment that you're in also um, affects the way you heal so mm-hmm. that you can heal properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> when you guys brought up the that first step of like the clotting, like the emergency state that the body goes into to stop the bleeding and the cl- and start the clotting, um, I feel like we do that emotionally, mentally too. Like there's just always like that reaction, right? Like the protection, mm-hmm. like. Um, but then the next step of inflammation, uh, Christine, you said it looks bad, mm-hmm. but it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that can, yeah. you know, when you <clears throat> go past the, the emergency piece and you actually start the healing process, mm-hmm. I think um, that's a beautiful way to explain it, right? Like yeah, the inflammation, that heat, that mm-hmm. yeah. all those things that are happening in the body are happening emotionally and, and mentally. Um, and it looks bad. It looks messy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that breakdown, that crying. Yeah. yeah. It's part, part of the healing process. process. It's part of yeah. it. It doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good when you go through it. But you have to realize that there's something happening on the inside mm-hmm. that is helping to unravel all that stuff so you can get through it. Yeah, and it really takes breaking down, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Crying about it. You know, it, it takes that moment of just... You're, you, you, you're, you're crumbling. You're on the floor crying, yeah. you know, to be able to reach that healing process. Like how, you were saying, it does look messy, but it's part of the healing. How about the, the people that, you know, decide to, to take a, a different route? They would say, uh, my route to healing is drinking, or mm-hmm. my route to healing is using drugs. What do you tell somebody like that? What it, is that a good way, or is, it, is that really going to help somebody to heal? No, that does not. I don't... It's it's like the easy way out, but it's temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, you're temporarily, um, you you feel like, you know, if we go back to like the physical, you feel like that your wound has healed. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like a like a, a facade. You're, yeah, like you're a, numbing it. Yeah, you're yeah. numbing the pain just for a little bit, you know, so you can forget about it. But still, you're going to need to go through that process. Mm-hmm. You're just avoiding it for right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like the emergency part happened, like the clotting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and then you just stop. You just stay there. Yeah. Like I know in my personal life, I have built what I thought were boundaries mm-hmm. with people after being hurt. But it was actually more like a dam. And I was holding back all these other things. So when I finally got to the point where I realized, see, healing needed to be happened, the inflammation was even messier. Yeah. Because when I started breaking down that that wall or that dam, mm-hmm. all these things came flooding in that had been held back because I just, you know, just stopped it at that that process. And I think that's what drugs and alcohol do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not just only, like, drugs and alcohol. Like, you could be projecting a lot of things, like... By the way you act, you know, just staying silent. angry or like for me it was anger. Like I had a lot of pimped up anger when I was younger because of certain situation that happened in my life, like daddy issues and all that stuff and so many other things that played part of me just being angry and just and I would project that to, to a lot of people like friends that well, friends, <laughs> more like acquaintance, <laughs> but people that was that were around me, they they just like they they thought that I was just like a really bad person, but they didn't understand like the hurt that I was that that I was dealing on the inside. But because I didn't know how to act and who to approach, like to talk to about certain situations that I was dealing with, I was just angry and I would get into a lot of fights. But that didn't help me at all. That just made things even worse. And because I didn't. I didn't really attack the situation of why I was angry. I didn't talk to anybody about it. Things just kept getting worse and worse. So yeah. same thing when it comes to like alcohol and, and drugs. You doing all that stuff doesn't really help you at all. It just makes things even worse. Yeah. And so. I think that's what um, what I did. And then I, I failed to realize it even sooner because I went through the clotting and I built up and built up. And was I felt what I felt like I was doing was protecting myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, when I built up those things, what I did has a numbing um, factor. I just decided to stay silent. And when you when you stay silent, you just the, these things come. There's more, and the, and the, and it yeah. comes and it comes and it just you know it builds up and it builds up until you get to moments in which. You you just you, you've kept silent for so long, and you start getting these outbursts, mm-hmm. yeah. and then small, you know, yeah. and then you just you don't think it's a problem because you're still protecting yourself. So then, that's what I did, and then later on, I came to find out, oh my goodness, like I have a lot of stuff that I've been holding in and staying silent about that I really need to let out because if I don't let it out, then it's creating more damage within me. Mm-hmm. And I can't fight those things any longer. And so I'm breaking down and like, just a whole mess. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've heard like, there's a teenager sometimes that, that deal with stuff like that. And instead of talking about it or getting help, they start cutting themselves. You heard about that? They, like, they cut their ties, they cut their arms. Oh, yeah. Um, what, why, why do you guys think people do stuff like that? Like, they wanna, like almost like when they feel the pain, it's like that pain is going away or something. I've actually, I've actually like dealt with that a little bit in a way. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up in the culture that I grew up in, it made things a little bit hard 
because you really don't have that support system, like somebody to talk to when you're having a, a really big problem. And just like I said, like there was a lot of things that led up to me acting the way I act when I was younger, like being angry and all that stuff. But there was a lot more to what I was dealing with, but I didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to. Mm -hmm. And the only person that I talked to about it was, of course, it was Christina, but she wasn't there at the time. It was when she, um, her dad um, took them and left and they were living in Nebraska. So I had nobody to talk to about whatever I was going through. And I went through like a really dark time to where not not only I was I was angry but I was so down like really 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 down to where negative thoughts played part into me thinking really negatively about my life and to a certain point that I just wanted everything to end so it didn't come to that to a point where I I, I tried to hurt myself but I've had friends who have gotten to that point to where they felt like the only way to numb the pain that they were going through is to hurt themselves. So I would say to those people that are going through that phase is not even a phase, but I guess a trial or (laughs) I don't know how does the situation. It's not easy, but taking, trying to hurt yourself or doing something bad to yourself, it's not going to help you at all. You know, trying to find a different way, like talking to uh, talking to people about what you're, whatever you're going through, helps a lot more than you hurting yourself. It yeah. just doesn't. It doesn't help at all. Mm-hmm. Finding people that you can talk to, like getting help, actually getting help, is the only way out. But hurting yourself or thinking that the world would be a lot better without you in it, it does not help the situation at all. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like when. I've, the thinking and when someone is thinking about that or doing that is, you know, if I create this this new pain. this new pain, then that means you know I don't have to pay attention to that other bigger pain that's there. So I would say, like, I mean, it's so hard to just you know once you've come to a certain point, you're like, you know, you just you know take time and you know, think about it and, like, go to someone and talk to them about it. But it's hard for some people to even take that step and be able to go and talk to someone about something because I know for me, like, it took a long time. And if there was anybody that was talking to me and telling me, hey, you just need to go talk to someone, I would say, first of all, I was a quiet person. Hmm. So I, I did not like talking to people And that even made it worse because I was in my own thoughts a whole lot. And, you know, thoughts like that do come up. But um, I think what I had that helped is I thought about the people around me that weren't, you know, the problem, like my siblings. I was like, okay, if something does happen to me, what happens to them? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what helped me to not get to that point. But for people that are at that point, you know, just, I would say, just take a second, you know, and really just think about it. Because when you make, like, fast decisions, you, there, it's, 
you can't change some things and you when can't you go back. yeah you can't go back with some of those things when you when you do them like right away so i would say just put everything down you know and just really take a moment just take a moment because it's really hard to just say to someone hey you know you could just go to god what if they're not a christian you know yeah. you could go just go talk to someone what if they're they were listening in inver and they don't want to you know mm-hmm. it's super hard to just tell someone to go do something like that because healing is such a process everyone does it in a different way mm-hmm. and i know that the, the the way that i am dealing with it is not the same way that maria is dealing with it mm-hmm. and it's not the same way that mama manda is dealing with it you know it's different for mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. so um it's hard to advise people that cuz i've seen a lot of people like that it's hard to tell them hey why did you try to do that why did you try to take your life away it's super hard but you know i would just say take time yeah it's not you know what you want to hear but take time because some decisions can wait yeah So do, uh, do you think that culture affects how we perceive the wounds and do that affect the healing process? It does. Yeah. It truly does because you could how, be How it, does the culture affect uh, that process? Like I said before like um not having being being raised in the culture that I was I was raised in, you don't really talk about your emotions. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't talk you don't go to your parents and be like I don't, you know, I I don't feel so good. I feel down, you know. I don't I think I'm dealing with this and this like how do I how do I get help? Like they they will just say, you know, pray about it. Or get over it. Yeah, or, or just don't think about it. But it's easier said than done. You can you can't just stop thinking about it. It doesn't work that way. If I have a wound like I can't just leave it just be that way. Like I, I for me knowing myself like I would try to find a way to fix it. But being in a culture that I was raised like you don't talk about your feelings you don't you don't talk about whatever it is that is that is bothering you it's like it's not that they don't have time to listen to you but it's just like that's just it's just like it, they don't yeah it is sense of like <clears throat> they don't care in a way so that makes things really really hard cuz you could be going through a really really tough time you could be going through so many things but they don't recognize it they don't see it and when they don't see it that creates even more of a frustration within you because you don't feel like you you have a safe place to go to and talk to somebody about it so it makes things 10 times worse at least that's what i think mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i feel like culture plays a whole lot um and like maria said um in our culture you know why would you talk about that you know that's not even there and i think that's what made it easier for me to not address those feelings to not address anything that i was feeling and to keep it inside because that's just what we do you just let it go and you keep moving mm. but if you have obviously with the physical wound you won't just let it go and keep moving because then there's you know infection yeah. and things that could happen so i guess that's what happened you know things just started um getting to be more and more 
and I couldn't fight it back. Mm-hmm. Because you do need to have that safe space to talk, and that's hard within our culture. And I feel like what we don't realize... I mean, you they would say, like, Africans are, like, not very emotional. But I feel like it's different cultures. Like, some cultures are very affectionate and some are not. But, like, w- some kids, when they're growing up, they need to hear that you're wanted and I love you. But in a lot of African cultures, like, I never heard that. Yeah. I never heard that at all. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if things would have been different if I would have heard that and felt more wanted and like I belonged or um, like I was needed, you know, instead of just, you know, hey, putting like a Band-Aid on it and keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda, what do you think about uh, like they're talking about the African culture? How about here in America? How does the culture affect the process? I think there's so um, with my family culture, I was raised with no one in, no one out. You don't share family stuff with anybody else. Um, and what that does is isolate you, um, but also it normalizes things. Like you don't even realize that that's not how other people act because you're never talking about it um, outside the family, right? So, you know, it was years before I realized, like, Christmas didn't involve people, like, just drama and people fighting with each other like other people actually enjoy family holidays what like (laughs) you know that was was a new thing um and then um i think just overall at least in american culture if we can't see it it doesn't exist and i think that also contributes to um wounds not being healed because other people are like you know it's not gushing so, yeah. like, move on. What's the big problem here? I don't see yeah. any blood. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with my kids, so is it bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be, like, a sense of self-awareness, like, from people, because somebody could be going through, like, a tough time, and you see them, and you kind of notice them, but you just leave it alone, you know? Yeah. Like because even that's in schools, not, that's not my in your workplace, mm-hmm. you see somebody like you could just, you know you could just tell when somebody's going through a tough time, or they're probably just having you know a tough day, and you'd see it but not do anything about it. So I feel like there has to be a sense of self awareness to where you see somebody going through something. Take the time and just go like go before them and be like, "Are you okay?" That that word when you just ask somebody, "Are you okay?" can like open doors to a lot of. You know, a lot of things. Maybe, maybe she, that person just needed somebody to ask them about their day, to yeah. ask them if they're actually okay. And you, by you asking them that and just saying that, it can open doors for that person to be able to have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a sense of self awareness to people, like showing compassion towards somebody else. Like if you see somebody going through a tough time, take the time out of your day and just go before them and talk to them and just say hi or how are you? Like how are you okay? And the the big thing I think with either American and African culture mm-hmm. as well is that we're so good at hiding it. Yeah. And we, you know, we just cover ourselves and pretend like it's not there. Like um, Mom Amanda said, you know, if you don't see it, then it doesn't exist. Mm. So if we don't, and, and then we, and then sometimes like the little outbursts and you know, different, you know, you just start acting a yeah. little bit different because things have just gotten a bit too much. Yeah, um, 
that's when people kind of notice it. But like we're in, you know, if we don't share family matters mm-hmm. and personal things are personal. Yeah. So um, we don't we don't want to address it because I don't want to intrude on somebody else's business. You know, that's not my business. I don't want to start anything like that. So we because we've grown up in that mindset and that culture, like what's not mine is not mine, you know? Yeah. yeah. Then we just leave it alone. But I think it's very important, like you said, to have compassion and to just ask. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's a fear of <clears throat> what happens after you ask how somebody's day is and they open up to you. And there's like this misconception that we have to have the answers, mm-hmm. that we have to be able to fix it. Yeah. And I, I see that a lot. Like when um, in American culture, like if there's a miscarriage or a death, people don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. And so they just avoid the person that's hurting instead of being willing to just sit there with them and yeah. be quiet. Like, don't say, you know, oh, everything happens for a reason or, you know, those kind of things that just like open that, like, you know, start the bleeding all over again, like, yeah. like reverse beyond the clotting process. Right. Yeah. So just being able to sit in that mess with somebody else, I think is so powerful It is, yeah. and to not try to fix anything. But I think culturally we're trained to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. we don't engage or so, we overstep yeah. the two. Sometimes yeah. all that is needed is just somebody's presence to just be there, like you were saying, just being there for somebody. You don't necessarily have to say anything or do anything, but just being there for somebody makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I've heard learned that like sort of the, the hard way because, you know, being trained for the medical field, you're trained like, hey, you're bleeding, <laughs> let me help you fix that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need this? Yeah, let me help you. Like, yeah. any, anything that's physical. But when it gets to that emotional, spiritual part, like I've had to like teach myself, hey, sometimes you don't even have to say anything at all. And I'll go into a patient's room and yeah. they'll start releasing things. Because there's something about people when they're sick, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything comes out, you know, everything that's <laughs> wrong physically, everything that's wrong emotionally, because you're in such a vulnerable state that you, you know, you're you feel powerless. You feel like you can't do anything because your body's not acting the way it should. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when people start releasing some of those things, it helps with that healing process because now, you know, your emotions also play a role in your healing because if you're overly stressed or you, you're you trying to take control of things you can't take control of, you know, your body starts to react on that and then, you know, the healing process takes longer because you're stressing yourself and your immune system cannot help fight anything because you've overstressed it so i feel like it's very important to allow those people or patients or family members to just release those things it just helps even if it's just for a little for a little bit you know Mm -hmm. and it's not like their whole life story and it's not everything you know just snippets of like what's going on really helps those patients and i see the change you Mm -hmm. know and they're a lot more open. So, how do we help the uh, family members? Like, like when we're talking, I can I can sense that the the biggest problem for the hindrance people from healing is the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we make them realize that we're hurt, we're bleeding, we need help, we need a bandaid, we need we need it. How do you make somebody see that in your family or? just people that in your life i think 
I would um I would say if they are your family, they're the people that you grew up around. They should be able to notice when you're not acting yourself. So if they fail to ask what's going on with them, you know, that's causing them to not ask because they can see what's wrong. Mm -hmm. But if they choose to avoid it, like what's what's the family dynamic like? Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like if you're going through a situation and there's a particular family member that you trust and that you feel like wouldn't add more stress to your life and you go to them and you're just like, hey, you know, I'm feeling this type of way, but I just need you to just listen to me. You know, and to just don't you don't even have to say anything. You don't even have to advise me. You don't even have to help me with anything. I just want you to listen to me. You know, I think that's a very important step. And for family members, you know, if you notice something is off with someone in your household, like they're not they're just not acting how they usually are, you know, ask them or like just regularly check up on your people, you know. That's your people. You gotta check up on them, you know, even if there's nothing wrong. There could be something that but they're just really good at hiding it. Yeah. yeah. Just ask. Yeah. What do you think, Maria? Um I don't know. I feel like that's a tough question because sometimes I feel like depending on which family you grew up in, sometimes family can be very unreliable. Mm-hmm. And even though it's like they raised you and they've seen you like grow and stuff like that but they tend to miss and not see when you're hurting per se but um just like christina was saying like finding that one particular person in the family that you know that gets you and might like is able to be there for you and just like talk talk to you and just make time for you that's really important i mean you don't have to uh, you don't have to have your whole family know you know whatever you're going through but when you find that particular person that understands what you're going through and is able to just listen to you and just be there for you i feel like it's really important to reach out to that person and even like like christina was saying like check up on your people like it's Mm -hmm. really important for family to to be able to pay attention to their children because you don't know what kind of hurt that they're dealing with they might be happy showing you that they're Mm -hmm. okay but you don't really know what's going on inside taking that moment to actually you know sit with them and just talk to them be like are you okay is everything okay like what what are you going it's something bothering you take that time to actually sit down and talk to your kids and and just making sure that they're doing okay and they're not you know they're not dealing with anything crazy it's really important and i feel like that's something that's been lacking a lot especially these days um your kids will come home from from school and they'll go up to their room and just lock themselves out in there and you just ignore them not knowing that maybe something happened at school that you know he doesn't he or she doesn't want to talk to but you know just taking that time to talk to your kids makes a huge huge difference yeah. Yeah. And opening doors. Like having that um like open door policy is something that's you know, so that they're able to trust you with those sort of feelings. It's it's creating uh, yeah. that trust and that bond because even if you ask but you don't have that that bond and that trust, mm-hmm. you know, that they can come to you with anything. Obviously, even if you ask them, Are you okay? they'll be like, I'm fine, you know, and they won't they won't budge because they don't trust you with their feelings but if you create that you know that that bond and that trust and that hey you can come to me with anything at all 
then they'll be willing to open up before you even go and ask. Mm -hmm. They'll probably come to you and just open up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so so, uh, like we say that, you know, uh, just the mental, physical, emotional healings, Mm -hmm. uh, the process is pretty much the same. You know, we cannot pretend that as a society, as a, as a, a culture, we care so much about the physical pain and the physical wound. Mm-hmm. And we encourage people, oh, don't do that. You're going to get, you know, infection. you got to go to the emergency room and fix it. Mm-hmm. And they can push you. They can call 911 to come, you know, the uh, ambulance to come pick you up. But when you're dealing with the emotional stuff and, the, and the, you know, the, the, the mental stuff, it, there's no urgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody wants to... To, to to help nobody yeah. is willing to make a you know be agent on it mm-hmm. they just wanted to deal with it probably for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and the more you hold on to it the more you the more it gets yep. your life the misery. worse it gets yeah. yeah the worse it gets yeah so I think it's very important that uh, as a society and as people to realize that wound is a wound mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a physical wound it's a mental wound you know it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And the agency that we give to somebody get hurt or was in an accident, mm-hmm. I think the same agency needs to be given to people that are dealing with emotional yeah. wounds yeah. and the mental wounds, Definitely. and be able to uh, help somebody heal and and deal with the issues that they have as individually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of it? Yeah, I think <clears throat> also, um, you know, I I heard a study that. Um, with like brain pathways they're kind of like your um like water uh, hitting against a rock like water isn't very powerful unless it continues and continues against that rock and it can carve out a piece of the rock and like the way our brain works our thoughts actually carve out like those pathways in our brains and so if we just stick to ourselves and we just think about something they've proven like those pathways get deeper mm-hmm. but when we talk about it or we write it down it can actually um, divert those pathways so it becomes less entrenched right so it becomes you know um it pours out uh, a lot like wider than that one trench that's been building and so i feel like too like in my own life like when i get into those grooves of you know maybe i'm not ready to talk about it but if i start thinking outside myself and I check on my people, as you said, <laughs> like I like that phrase, I'm going to have to use it. <laughs> but, um, but I check on people. Um, I realize that it's not just about me and I can start thinking about other things. And then maybe that opens me up to be able to talk about yeah. these things. Yeah. And so yeah. I think, um, community is where, especially in the American culture, um, it hurts us because we are so individualistic that we can get entrenched in our own stuff mm-hmm. and not check on our people. Yeah. And when we check on our people, they check on us. And yeah. that's when a community is built and Definitely. we can like, he- we can heal individually and heal as a community mm-hmm. because we're working together on that. Definitely, definitely. And also, it's, it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, people are usually very scared of like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I just tell them this? Yeah. What, mm-hmm. what are they going to think of me? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, let out my whole life to them, mm-hmm. you know? But the truth is, like, you know, um, it is hurting you. It's hurting you, and, you know, being vulnerable doesn't make you, uh, a, you know, less stronger or less of a human mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or they're better because you are vulnerable, but they're not vulnerable. You know, vulnerability, is, it's, it's okay to be vulnerable at times mm-hmm. and, and be able to help you through the process of healing.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.